This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Monday, the 21st of August. In your Squiz today, Spain takes out the World Cup. Double emergencies rattle North America. A grim case ends in Britain. And a very busy week for moon landings. This is your Squiz today. The World Cup is over and Spain are the champions after a tense 1-0 win over England, who were the favourites to win. And what a match, Alice. There were chances either way, but the Spanish were just too good. Yeah, they were, weren't they, Alex? The goal came in the first half. It came from the Spanish captain, Olga Carmona. She slotted a ball right into the corner of the goal. And that's all it took for the historic win. It made Spain the first nation in the world to win both the men's FIFA World Cup and the Women's World Cup. The English had gone soccer mad and there were reports that their pubs had opened up in the middle of the morning and that church ministers had been shifting Sunday mass times around. But in the end, one goal was all it took really to leave them in second place. Spain's acting prime minister posted, you've made history, you've made us proud. And Spain's queen flew to Sydney to watch the match. She was spotted after the game dancing with the national team as they celebrated the win. (laughs) (laughs) Good on her. And let's not forget the Matildas. Not that we ever could. They did lose to Sweden on Saturday 2-0, ending the tournament in fourth place. But there was still plenty of celebration in Brisbane over the weekend. That's right. On Sunday, the team was given the keys to the city. They had their penalty shootout win over France there, of course. That one sent them into the semifinals. And they also got a live rendition of their pump-up song, Strawberry Kisses, from Nikki Webster herself. And not only have the Matildas inspired the next generation of girls into soccer, they've also secured some more funding for women's sport. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced $200 million dollars in funding to promote equal access, build better facilities and support grassroots teams around Australia. And by the amount of interest in soccer, it seems like the sport will need every cent, Alice, with another 3.38 million tuning into the Matildas' final World Cup game. And if you are already looking forward to the next Matilda game, it is a qualifier for the Olympics played in Perth against Iran at the end of October. Alice, you and Claire mentioned the wildfires in Canada at the end of last week, but there have been even more dramatic escalations over the weekend. Yeah, so there are now 35,000 Canadians who have been ordered to evacuate from their homes with the state of emergency ordered in the Canadian province of British Columbia. The Premier of the region said that the current situation is grim and he urged people to avoid non-essential travel in the region since all of the accommodation needs go towards those Canadians who have had to flee their homes. 
And this isn't even the only state of emergency in North America, Alex. California declared its own emergency on Saturday as Hurricane Hillary makes landfall in Mexico and moves north. It is the first tropical storm to hit California in 84 years, and the governor of California has already prepared to deploy rescue teams. Beaches and parks will be closed in Los Angeles as residents are told to prepare for record rainfall and flooding. To England now, where a former nurse has been found guilty of murdering seven babies at the Countess of Chester Hospital back in 2015 and 2016. The 33-year-old is a woman named Lucy Letby. She was also found guilty of the attempted murder of another six babies, but she was found not guilty of two other attempted murders. And the jury was unable to decide on another six charges. It's the grim conclusion of a 10-month trial where Letby pleaded not guilty and her defence team argued that the deaths were the hospital's fault, with prosecutors, on the other hand, arguing that Letby was calculating and devious. Prosecutors also introduced into evidence a handwritten note that police found in Letby's home in which she wrote... I killed them on purpose because I'm not good enough to care for them. Letby will be sentenced on Monday local time in the UK and the government has launched an inquiry into reports that the hospital ignored complaints against her. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam Copper Mine. It's happening now at BHP. We talked a lot about Victoria's decision to cancel the Commonwealth Games at the time, Alice, and now we've got something of an end to the story. Victoria has agreed to pay $380 million to the Games organisers for the late cancellation. Yep, that's the figure that all the parties arrived at after mediation. And just to quickly recap, Victoria's Premier Dan Andrews cancelled the 2026 Games after he said the event would have cost up to $7 billion to host, although the Games organisers always disputed that figure. Dan Andrews said he now considers the matter closed, but the Liberal leader in the state, John Pesuto, said the $380 million payout is a waste of cash for an event that will never happen. Meanwhile, the Games are now looking for two new host cities after the Canadian province of Alberta pulled out of its bid to host the 2030 Commonwealth Games, also citing cost as the reason. The Games have still not found a 2026 host either to replace Victoria. Moon talk, Alice. There were meant to be two moon landings this week, but we found out late last night that one of the spacecraft landed a bit too fast. Yep, the Russian Luna 25 was meant to land on the moon today, but last night the ship lost radio signal. That led Russia's space agency to conclude that the craft had ceased its existence as a result of a collision with the lunar surface. The craft was fully robotic, so no one was harmed in the crash. 
But there's one more lunar landing expected for the week, Alex. An Indian craft is expected to touch down around Wednesday if all goes to plan. Both the Russian and the Indian lunar probes are attempts to land near the south pole of the moon, an area that hasn't been explored by scientists. Yes, the thing about the southern pole of the moon is that it is always in shadow, so it's extremely cold, which scientists hope could be the perfect conditions to find ice on the moon. Alice, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but the ABC's competition for the nation's favourite animal sound wrapped up last Friday. Yeah, the winner was the wonderful magpie, which is such a nice Australian sound to wake up to in the morning, <laughs> I think. And the kookaburra came in second and the butcher bird took out bronze. The cicada got 10th place, Alice, so I think there were a few people <laughs> voting a bit funny for that one. But I am very, very pleased the magpie won. Well deserved. <laughs> Squiz the day, Alice. What is coming up today? We're getting even more company results today. We're due to get reports from Ampol, Blue Scope Steel and also Breville. So keep your eyes peeled for those. And don't forget to check out the Squiz shortcuts on company reports that Claire and Kate did recently to get the backstory on why company reports matter. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.